0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining me for episode sixty-six today, and I am your host, Derek. We are here to talk about Dead by Daylight today. This is actually our, our second Dead by Daylight podcast, and we are coming back for our monthly series. The first podcast we did was basically on the basics of Dead by Daylight. We kind of talked about a broad strokes of everything. Today's podcast is going to be more of a representation of what the normal monthly podcast is going to be. We're going to have some news elements in here, you know, what's going on in Dead by Daylight Community, um, possibly some events that are going on, just anything that's going on for that month. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about a topic more in depth. Today's topic is going to be on survivors, and we're going to talk about tips for survivors. So basically, ways that you can survive more as a survivor and things that you should be doing or possibly shouldn't be doing. So that's kind of today's topic, but before we get into that really quick, the next podcast will be on Saturday. It'll be a State of the K2 podcast. I don't have the topic announced yet, but there'll be some kind of topic on State of the K2. The next stream I'm going to do, I'm actually doing one today after this recording is done, but by the time you hear this, the stream's already going to be over. So the next stream that you could catch after hearing this would probably be on Sunday. I'm thinking I might do one. That's the next stream you might see. And I do want to announce in the podcast as well that this podcast that you're listening to right now is going to release on a Wednesday. Or if something um, happens time-wise, it could release on a Thursday, but usually on a Wednesday. But the midweek podcast that releases on Wednesdays, I won't be having a lot of them come up. And that is because I'm prepping for the one-year anniversary of the podcast, as well as trying to improve things. I'm trying to improve streaming. I'm trying to improve the podcast and some of my skills overall for career-wise. So so essentially what this means is the one-year anniversary of the podcast is March 16th. So between now and March 16th, you're not going to hear a ton of Wednesday podcasts. It'll probably be this one, and then maybe one or two other ones in that time span. So it's not going to be a ton of them, but there will be some. And the reason for that is I'm just prepping for the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and then basically when we hit the one year, we'll hit the ground running and we'll have um more regular Wednesday podcast. The State of Decay podcast on Saturday will always stay, so there will always be at least four every month, and depending on what I can do for Wednesday podcast, more than that. So you'll have this podcast today, and then in March there'll be another Dead by Day podcast at some point, so whether it's beginning of the month or this end of the month, we'll announce that afterwards, and then possibly one other one in between. I might do a podcast on Crackdown 3. It's probably the next game I'm going to talk about on Wednesday. But that's not obviously released yet, so I have to wait for it to release first. But without further ado, we will get into today's episode. So I do have someone here with me. It is the same person that was here with me last time for the Day by Day Day podcast. My fabulous co-host for this series. Please welcome to the podcast the Mixer streamer himself acc how are you sir i'm
1: great thank you for having me again super excited to do this this is great yeah so same year already yeah. so yes
0: uh, i think our first one went pretty well i'm excited to do this one too so
1: yes so hopefully um hopefully the audio is better for you all there that was listening we don't know uh what was going on there with why i was lower volume but uh if you if this encounters again this time don't worry it's the blue yeti's coming out the next segment <laughs> yes we're gonna have some high octane clear it's clear Performance. So we're yeah, good.
0: I'm honestly not sure because I mean I, I edited it and it sounded fine editing as well. So I, I guess when a process it came out lower, like I, I don't really know. But. They're hating on bows. <laughs> yes. It's okay. I'm getting out the yeti.
1: That's exactly. all right.
0: <laughs> But I know we've both been playing some Dead by Daylight. So you know, how have you been having fun the game lately?
1: Yeah, I'm having having a blast. Um, obviously the Moonrise event is out. Uh, it's pretty much the Chinese New Year celebration they do yearly. Uh, so this is, I think their, yes, the third year doing like the Chinese New Year. I think, it, uh, the, I think it was two years ago when they did it. It was amazing because it had like triple blood points. Yeah. Uh, oh, last nice. year they did like an event where it was vessel somewhat similar to this. This is totally different though. They do mix it up. Um, so it's been really fun getting bonus blood points with, uh, you know, doing extra incentive objectives. So it's been really cool. Uh, I've been pretty hooked playing it. I think uh, I was playing it. Uh last night i started around eight and i'm teaching a group how to play and we were up until 5 a.m so we were we were really hooked <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah that's a good session then yeah well we definitely <laughs> had a good session yeah <laughs> yeah i know i definitely have a lot more to learn i mean i think you still have over 900 hours plus on me right now so <laughs> i probably got like you know somewhere around like Fifty to sixty hours in the game, I think. I had to guess. So he still have over nine hundred hours worth of me. So <laughs> he definitely
1: worth. <Yes>. <laughs> you're you're definitely reaching to the top right there. You're getting closer. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but every hour you do, every hour you do, every hour you improve in this game. So it's really fun. Uh, definitely yes.
0: But obviously, we're here to talk about survivors today. That's going to be a little bit later in the podcast. So we're going to talk about some survivor tips. You know, some of these tips I could definitely use myself because. I'm still pretty new, and I still make a lot of mistakes. You know, cough lockers, cough. <laughs> That's one of the mistakes I make a lot. But the
1: patented locker move, he loves it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll,
0: we'll get into that later, though.
1: <laughs> Let's look at the fun part.
0: Yes. <laughs> but you did mention the Moonrise event, and that's kind of the biggest news that's going on with the community right now. This Moonrise event, uh, when you're hearing this, it'll be on February sixth. So, it basically lasts another week. It's going to be until February 13th that it lasts. So, if you haven't heard about it yet until right now, then, you know, good news. You still have a week to play it. And there's plenty of time to get in there and, you know, get some of these cool cosmetics. But, basically what this is, as ACC said, it's in celebration of the Chinese New Year. And this is the year of the Hog. And, basically, this has a couple of in-game changes that... Add a little bit of a new element to the game, and it gives you some cosmetics if you uh participate in this event enough. So there's a new menu theme, which has like, new music and stuff like that. It's kind of a cool new uh musical sound to it. There's a new lunar vessel, which is something that's in the game. It's basically like a lantern that you can kind of grab and pick up. There's golden coins. This is basically the currency you use to get the new cosmetics. So each cosmetic takes three coins. So you have an opportunity to get nine coins. There's a Chinese firecracker item, which is basically a firecracker that I believe stuns the killer. Is that correct, ACC? I think it stuns the killer.
1: Yeah, it's pretty much like, uh, if some people are listening now, it's like, it's almost similar to a flashlight. You right, throw it like down. Yeah, if he grabs you, puts you on his shoulder, if someone comes by and just drops a firecracker, it blinds him. And, uh, for about a second or so. Um, uh, so yeah, it's pretty much similar.
0: So yeah, the, another thing they actually have is a new item or technically an old item if you played the, the previous events, but. There's the red envelope is back. Basically, what this does is if you play the red envelope as offering, then it actually activates more lunar vessels in the map. So each map starts with two. And then if you put envelopes in there, you can get up to I think it said seven when I read it, but that doesn't really make much sense to me because if there's two and then each survivor uses one envelope, wouldn't that be six? So maybe the killer has a chance to get one in there. Maybe that's how they're seven. But.
1: Yeah, yeah, they throw in the bonus there. Uh, obviously, because once the killer does the hook, he'll have more of an opportunity to run to the vessels and break them.
0: Okay, gotcha, so yeah. that's why there's possibly a seven in. It'd yeah. be probably pretty rare to have seven in there, but I guess it's possible, so. <laughs> but there's the lunar hook, which, honestly, I couldn't find out much about this. I don't know if you know much about the lunar hook, but I guess it's like a different hook.
1: Yeah, it's a decorate, It's it's pretty much a, a decorated hook okay so, so you're nothing, looking like new about it it's no it's got like a chinese confetti with you know obviously fireworks ready to blow off once the killer hooks hooks you as as well as you know the generators are decorated so if you complete a generator the fireworks go off and everything yeah in celebration
0: yeah and those generators when i first saw them they definitely threw me off i remember i failed the skill check so- I looked at the generator like, wait, what what what's this little thing at the generator? <laughs> so <I've done> the <laughs> check.
1: Yeah, you thought it, you thought you failed at this now yeah. you know that happened to me too, because I didn't expect the fireworks to happen. Yeah. So I was like, Whoa, what
0: whoa, what happened? <laughs> and what then you glitch? actually failed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all right. So it's funny because you think you failed, you didn't fail, but then it actually caused you to fail. <laughs> yes. Pretty much the
1: case. So if you're new to it and you get startled, don't worry. Yeah. It it's happens. actually a good it's actually a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's kinda of funny though, but that's sort of what the uh in game changes are. I did mention new skins, so there's three new skins. There's two Survivor skins. One is for Ace Visconti, one is for Fang Min. Basically Ace has like a red um I don't know how to describe it, it's like a red fluorescent or glowy uh suit. And then Fang Min she has like a full length red dress that's uh actually pretty cool uh cosmetic. The Huntress, in my opinion, is probably the best one. I'm not sure if you agree, ACC, but the Huntress is like a really cool uh, pig mask and decorations. And it's hard for me to describe it, but the Huntress one looks amazing to me. I
1: definitely went after that axe that she has. Uh, That thing looks awesome. I love the attire that the Huntress has as well. And yeah, the boar mask, which is cool that I haven't got yet. Uh, so the next one I'll be getting is the, the, the huntress. Cause I went all fang min. I got her, her, her face mask, her face cosmetic and her whole dress. Now I'm going at uh, after the, the suit of the huntress and the boar mask. They're, I think, yeah, the huntress definitely is the coolest looking out of all of them.
0: And now uh, see so the way you're talking, it has me, uh, potentially confused on how this works because. I thought it was supposed to be three golden coins per, um, cosmetic. Is that basically one coin per item? And that's how you get the whole set? That's
1: right. So you get okay. nine coins you will earn total because of the three characters. So you'll have, you know, to pretty much you're getting their, their bottom half, their, their top, and then their, their mask, their face. So that's pretty much it. It's one each you can purchase and then boom. And that's
0: yeah. nice at least because that makes it so you don't actually waste coins. So like, say you only got five coins. You could at least get two cosmetics out of somebody else instead of all three. So you'd at least don't waste your coins. That's like- Exactly.
1: You go for what exactly you want. So for me, I went for Fangman right away. I went for the dress. And then, uh, you know, I wanted that Huntress axe. Make sure just in case I don't get to six. And, uh, you know, that's what I ended up doing. So I ended up getting her dress. And then the third coin, I got the axe and then went back to her getting her full face cosmetic. Yeah. So you really get to choose what you want to do.
0: Well, for me, I've been an underachiever so far, so I still only have one coin, but I'll I'll have to keep playing and I'll get some more coins.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You will definitely get there. we got to get some games in, too, for sure.
0: Yes, definitely. Maybe after the podcast, we can get a couple in, so...
1: (laughs) I think it's a good idea. I'm already excited. Let's do this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The problem for me in getting coins is I have yet to get a vessel and escape with a vessel, and that's how you get the most points. And we'll kind of explain how that goes, because we did talk about nine coins... Uh, basically the first coin costs 100 points, and then every coin after that costs an extra 100. So coin number two costs 200, coin number three costs 300. So essentially if you wanted all nine coins, it's gonna cost you, I think, 4,500 was the number. So basically you have to really ramp up there. So you're probably gonna get, most people will probably get enough for three coins to get a full set, but I would say not as many people are gonna get, uh, two sets. And then probably only the most hardcore of players will get all three sets.
1: Yeah, definitely the hardcores will get all three sets, depending if they like it. The cosmetics, too. Like, I've been playing it pretty hard. I've got... Um, I'm going for my fifth coin. So, I definitely don't see me going past six. It's, it is it is it is a grinder. You're going to have to be yeah. playing it quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Yes, I mean, if you wanted all three sets, especially with only a week left, I mean you're probably going to have to play this almost 24 seven for the rest of the week.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're going to have to go hard. Like last night, it went pretty hard. We were having a, we're having a lot of fun, but you know, it is a grind. Um, with the pulling the vessel, obviously you get the bonus points. If you actually run out with that vessel, you're looking at, and you've done a couple gens, you're looking at a good, good possible 40 to 45 points, which is really good. So you can have a really good run. If you actually take the vessel, um, and hold on to it for a long time and don't necessarily escape. You actually get more points as well the longer you're holding on to it. So that's cool. You know what I mean? Interesting. So it, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. So it's doing things, especially when you put on the bonus uh, envelope. So you're gonna be able to grab if you see one, grab it right away. And you know, the longer you have it, the more points you're gaining. So yeah, they they definitely spread it out there, which is good.
0: Yeah, kind of what we're describing here is basically there's objectives for the survivors and killers to get points, and basically for the survivors, you get four points for each generator you do, and then you get 25 points for each lunar vessel you take and escape the trial with. So that's where the big points are, yeah. is if you take a vessel on escape, then that's 25 points, which I believe still applies to use the hatch, correct? So it's still hatch or regular gates? That's correct. Okay. I exactly, that. yeah. And then the killer you get two points for each hook you do and then three points for destroying a lunar vessel after hooking a survivor. So basically how this is supposed to work is if you hook a survivor that had a vessel on them, the vessel respawns at its original location. And then for a short amount of time, those vessels will be allowed to be destroyed. So if you you as the killer, if you go there and um, interact with that vessel, you can destroy it. And then you get three points for that. So I don't know if you agree with me, but in my opinion, it seems like this is way skewed towards the survivors, and the killers almost have no chance to get points.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, um I was actually gonna bring up the topic. Believe it or not, actually, no. They why the reason why they did it that way is because killers will rack up a ton of points. I think it's favored killers at this point because they'll hit the yeah. The more you hook, you end up with almost fifty to sixty Uh <laughs> on a good run. Uh, lunars. So they're, they're just smoking by, uh, these points. So they definitely have the advantage, um, on getting points as opposed to if you do not grab the vessel and escape, you're going based on gen work. So you could probably, survivor can end up leaving the game with only four, uh, vessel points. Right. So while a killer is walking away with the at killer, least 30 to 40 minimum.
0: If the killer's not actually destroying those vessels though, they can only get points from hooks, and you have four survivors, obviously. Right. Three hooks apiece, so you're looking at you know 12 hooks, basically 24 points. So isn't their maximum 24 points if they're not actually destroying vessels?
1: Well, if they're not destroying vessels, we well, keep in mind that if someone's wearing a vessel and they hook them, that's also bonus points. But keep in mind, look ah, at see that. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, but look at that. In a in a in a worst case scenario, say they were to just get 24 points, that's still more than a survivor would if we did, like, four or two gens. Right? Two gens is going to get you eight, four is going to get you twelve, or uh, sorry, not twelve, sixteen. You know what I mean? We're, they're still making more than we would on a a bad run without running out with that lantern.
0: True. So basically, if, you know, a survivor gets one gen, that's four points, and then a killer, all they have to do to get four points is just hook two survivors, and they have four points right there. So. Yeah, they're they're laughing.
1: Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're laughing. Which, I think, you know, I'm not the greatest killer. I've only played, like, maybe 20 games or less is killer and even for me i think i've only had one game where i hooked less than two people like there's one game i just got smoked and i hooked like one person but besides yeah. that i hooked two or more so
1: right 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 yeah it's uh that's it's probably another. pretty
0: rare that you don't hook at least two people
1: yeah it is and and that's the average they have it where they try to balance it dvd you know to the point where the average and they did that study where they seen the average players that get out survive right it's it's a, it's a halfway so it's a 2-2 two will escape two will die
0: i guess it does just seem um skewed towards the survivors at first look though because of the 25 point bonus for escaping so yes i, yes. I kind of feel like that the killer should have some kind of bonus like you know oh killer gets you know 15 point bonus for killing all survivors or something
1: yeah again though they're racking up on average and if on a worst case scenario about 30 to 40 points right out like right away. So they're making what we're fighting to get, right? As opposed to... And I think it, it was setting up for survivors, especially new survivors, um, learning the game. Because if sure. they're not, usually when you're starting the game, a killer's going to have the advantage on you. Um, even when you're in the higher ranks, like I'm rank one now, so if we're going to take on killers that are in that rank level, they are vicious and brutal. So I think definitely giving us the majority of the points just because um killers definitely have an advantage at this point
0: i could see that and
1: and it it, it contradicts things too it it, it makes the team it depending if you're playing with randoms or you're playing with the team if you're playing with randoms you're in a situation too because they're going for the points so (laughs) are they gonna hook unhook you when you get hooked are they going to continue working on that generator because they're like, well, I'm going to get four points here. Unhooking him gets me just blood points. I want to get my cosmetic points, right? True, true. Yeah, yeah. It's I didn't even think about
0: that. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it really, it really throws stuff up in the air questions who's going to help you and who ain't. Yeah.
0: Of course, if you're surviving with, you know, a group of friends though, it, it's probably, you know, you split it around each other. So it's probably not the really bad if you're not playing with randoms, but if you are playing with randoms, it can be bad.
1: It can be what I've noticed to playing with the randoms. I last night I ran into only one good random. So one good right. teammate when I was helping out the other two and what a game it was that we all helped each other out. We all benefited. We left that game all making uh, the high 20,000s in terms of blood points, almost 30.
0: So, and not to digress too much, but um, I, I will mention on the podcast. We actually had a scenario last week where you were almost like a random because Xbox had a lot of uh, issues that day, and basically it made it so you couldn't join our party, so we couldn't really talk to you except for your stream. So <laughs> it was a that
1: was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, that was it's a, a nightmare. That, that was an absolute nightmare. And all I had to do was gauge to see who was hurt and who wasn't, and I, I would just run and try to unhook them, and then you know bounce them. I was trying to be like, okay, I'm aware. Hopefully, they know this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm well aware. So basically, yeah. what would happen is I had the job of you know going into your stream, trying to type to you like, "Hey, this person's hooked." Hey, this this <laughs> person needs help. <laughs> the worst. At all. I was like, "Oh my god!" I remember like one or two times I actually went into your stream to try and tell you like, "Hey, it's this killer." And by trying to type that to you, I actually got whacked. So,
1: <laughs> and you got whacked for doing. It. Yeah, it was it was for a rough it you. was a rough one. Like I wouldn't get notifications that I would get invites. They weren't getting notifications that I was giving them invites. I try to join their game and then it would, the join game would be scratched off. So it would black, it was blanked out, faded out. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah. That, that's Xbox Live. You know, basically once or twice a month without fail, it has major issues. Once or twice a month without fail.
1: Which so, has been really weird because, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's been abnormal to kind of see that uh, they've been having a lot of issues each month lately. Um, hopefully they're figuring it all out. Uh, maybe they're working on some things, but it's been, it's 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 been quite different to say the least
0: <laughs> which oddly enough i've noticed that um the past 2 or 3 months it's always on the 13th there's issues so you know i don't know if that's like dead by daylight related because that's when the rank reset happens too so oh yeah <laughs> that's right so, like <laughs> you're right you're saying that yes. yeah every last 2 or 3 months it's been the 13th right. it's been one of the two days that it messes up so you know the 13th of february watch out there's probably gonna be some xbox live issues (laughs) definitely
1: looks like it i'll tell you that Uh, (laughs) unless they
0: finally fixed it maybe they fixed it (laughs) well
1: hopefully hopefully we get no more issues like that with the xbox live stuff you're losing your friends list it's offline you know what i mean and
0: yeah this was a worse one because this issue we won't get too much into it but basically it was to the point where i had like a black screen and i couldn't actually interact with my xbox at all so like even if I wanted to watch a movie offline, I couldn't even do that. I couldn't interact with my Xbox or anything.
1: That's yeah. It's so weird. Um, you know, since that's happened, I haven't had uh, a smooth stream. Now it's forced me to get a PC, which is a good thing because now right. I don't have to deal with uh duplicate pings. That's what I've been getting ever since the Xbox cannot respond properly. Ever since uh, they've been doing these fixes, so it's been super weird. But uh, I'm happy. I'm getting a PC, so I don't have to worry about that. Anymore.
0: Exactly, but. But we should probably stop digressing a little bit. You know, people don't want to hear about <laughs> <our> <laughs> trials and tribulations too much.
1: Dead by Live Light, yes. Dead by Xbox Live Light, yes. Exactly. Yes. Sorry, guys.
0: So just watch out for the Xbox Live guys. <laughs> it's coming to get you. I-, yeah. I love Xbox, but dang, you know, once or twice a month, every month, it- it's getting a little bit old now. So hopefully they fix it.
1: <laughs> hopefully, yeah, definitely. It's definitely different because we—it's rare to go to these issues, but. Yeah, it it
0: wasn't, didn't used to be the norm, I mean, but lately, the last couple of months has been the norm, so. Yes. Super weird. But, you know, with the Moonrise event, we pretty much covered it all. Um, like we said earlier, you know, two lunar vessels start in the trial, and we already explained how you get the coins and things like that. You can get up to seven additional vessels, or up to seven vessels total, sorry, if all uh, five players in the game actually use the red envelope. So, that's the way you can get extras. But, basically, you know, that's the Moonrise event. Uh, It's a pretty cool event, and it's fairly simple to understand. You know, just by playing the game, even if you don't understand all the mechanics of the event, just by playing the game, you'll still get points. So, you can just play the game normally, you know, play as a survivor, play as a killer normally, you'll still get points, and you can still possibly get cosmetics.
1: Yep, totally. So, if you guys are just getting into the game, get in there. Have some fun because it's just—it is really fun. I like the new added stuff, the added objectives. Um, Absolutely, I, I think they're paving the way for again a new end game, and we'll definitely we'll get into that I guess later podcast. But
0: um, it, good things are coming, definitely. And I will say too that I did look back at some of the previous events. I wasn't you know around for the full like this game, but in the previous events, I looked at the cosmetics, and honestly. In my opinion, I think the cosmetics for this event are probably the best ones they've had yet. So, you know, med- could just be my opinion, you know, based on what I've seen. But I looked at the cosmetics that they've had previously, and I definitely like these cosmetics better. So
1: they definitely stepped up the game with these. They look great. They look cool. They look like you actually really want to go
0: for them. Especially was, that like Huntress. Getting... I mean, I'm I'm yeah, super impressed by it. that Huntress. That Huntress yeah. outfit just is like, it. wow, I can't believe that outfit.
1: Yeah, no, they've killed it with that. It's just really good. Um really good because the last time they did something with huntress in terms of cosmetics it was just plain you know nothing nothing to care about this one they're like yeah we're going all out so it's really cool
0: right and even the fang men looks really good too i mean the only one i'm kind of like not impressed with that much is the ace the ace is looking it's you know whatever but hence
1: why i said i'll probably go as far as six yeah uh you know what i mean because i'm just like i don't care for the ace one yeah
0: it's basically like a glorified, you know, red tracksuit. I mean, like, it, it looks better than that, but, like, it's it's pretty much, you know, put a red tracksuit on him and then, like, you know, style up the tracksuit a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Uh, I don't know. They Well, they made him, uh, they made an Italian pretty much oriental, right? <laughs> it's like they got, yeah. they, they revamped Ace, the character. I think they should have did it with Jake if they were going to do it because Jake is an Asian descent. So it would have worked out better, but it was just... got. I don't know where they got that idea. Yeah, they, I didn't really
0: understand that either because it's like the Chinese New Year event. So Feng Min, okay, that makes sense. The pig, or not the pig, but um, the it's the year yeah. of the pig. So, yeah. you know, using the Huntress for that makes sense because you can have, like, the pig mask and right. stuff like that. So that makes sense. But the ace is like, ace, why? Like, the Italian but... <laughs> gambler? <laughs> what about Jake Park? <laughs> you know? It would have made sense. But yeah,
1: I guess not. <laughs> so they just or, threw it out there.
0: Or you would think like instead of that altogether, maybe just have, you know, a spirit cosmetic. I mean, I know they just had a spirit cosmetic, but like that would make more sense too, you know, based on her backstory, so.
1: Very true. But so the, again, like you said, they just launched her right. new cosmetics and I know they're gonna do a lot more cosmetics, so but yeah, I know. Um But I mean they could've
0: they could have changed that all up by just timing her launch differently, like They could have withheld her cosmetics until after this event, or they could have had it you know, a couple months beforehand, so they could have changed it up to where, like, her new cosmetics we just got recently, they could have withheld those to, like, say March or April, and, you know, had the new lunar cosmetics instead. Yeah, I agree. Um, Whatever they were thinking, they were thinking, and sure, they they went with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people are still going to have fun, and honestly, only the most hardcore people are going to get past six coins anyway, so... It's probably not going to matter too much, you know. Most people will probably pick up the huntress, they'll pick up Fangman, and they'll stop.
1: Yeah, pretty much, man. So, I I don't know. You're you're winning when you get six. When you're if you like to get it all, exactly. then keep grinding.
0: Which I don't think I'll get six. I, I'm going to shoot for like maybe four at least or something. Right. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm hoping to get the huntress um, full set and then Fangman's dress. That, that's what I'm hoping for. So I don't know if that's four or five points, but.
1: The Fangman? Yeah, so it's three and six. So you need six if you want the if you want they're both both their full stuff. But if you're going Huntress first, yeah, three. Get that get that. Well I'm talking about just anything.
0: just Fang's dress though. Yeah. So that'd be two coins for just the dress. Ah uh, right? two coins. So I wouldn't need yeah the head? you won't need the head. Okay. Yeah. So. I didn't want to get the head
1: originally yeah, so. too, but then I I looked at it, I was like, ah that's actually pretty cool.
0: I, but yeah, so yeah. I, I guess I'm shooting for five. Then if I get the six and I get the Fangman Head, great. If I don't, then I'm not too worried yeah. about it. You'll get,
1: those, you'll get the first three pretty fast. Pretty decently. Right. Yeah.
0: We'll have to work on that today. Absolutely. But moving on, we do have a something a little bit extra for news. Um, This is something that they apparently had in the past. They're bringing it back now. So in the Dead by Daylight official Discord... There's something called the Dead by Daylight School they do. And basically what this is, they have teachers that um kind of tutor people on how to play the game. So there's classes that you kind of sign up for. And the survivor classes are 45 minutes each. The killer classes are 30 minutes each. And basically they use um the kill your friends feature, I believe, to kind of teach people how to do different things and kind of help them improve. So you would sign up for these classes by going to the Discord, using the links provided. And you can find out more about the teachers involved, things like that. Unfortunately for, I wish I just found out for myself, uh, it's not available for Xbox right now. They have a lot of PC availability and it looks like they have a couple of people that can do it on PS4. But there's no one that does it on Xbox just yet. So I guess you have to kind of wait for a teacher to be available for that. So hopefully they get an Xbox teacher at some point. But Basically what this involves is there's a beginner class, intermediate class, and an advanced class for both survivors and killers. So, we won't spend a ton of time on this, but I'll just kind of read through really quickly the list of uh, things that you're going to be learning. And, you know, ACC can kind of comment on whether he thinks that's, like, you know, good stuff to teach in a class or not. But uh, the Survivor Beginner class, this includes identifying common pile sets, discussion on meta perks, discussion on common values or times, like times it takes to use self-care, times it takes to complete a generator, time it takes to sacrifice each state on a hook. So. Basically, it's um discussion on kind of like common values and times that you should know to start the game. The intermediate section. This is basic palette looping, like bluffing by tossing down palettes when killers respect palettes, attempting to use only one palette and two palettes before moving on to the next tile, the difference between safe and unsafe palettes, running maze tiles optimally, like running the jungle gym and T-wall setups in directions that give pre-fast vaults over slow mid vaults and flashlights and then the advanced section for survivors is advanced palette looping techniques like combining palette loops with maze shack tile windows when to run the long loop versus when to run the short loop when to take hits to save important pallets, and methods for killing blood so i don't know if you have any comments on that stuff acc but it sounds like really good stuff that it's you know important to learn so i'm glad they're doing something like
1: this yeah it's kind of it's kind of cool uh, i wish we had it probably when we first started because when DVD was launched, they kind of just threw you in the mist. You didn't have a tutorial, didn't have help in schools. schools. So it's kind of cool that they're, they're gonna kind of just give you tips on what's best when at certain situations and try to help you out with it. Because there is, believe it or not, it's a really chillax game. It can be at a point, but there's a lot of things you need to learn strategy. It's all mind games too, right? So definitely. Uh, they're definitely try to help you with the basics for sure it seems.
0: Yeah, and if I, if they ever come out for an Xbox class, I'm definitely going to sign up for the beginner survivor one, you know, and test that out because there's some stuff in that class I would probably know, like, especially the meta perks. I pretty much know what the meta perks are already. I mean, they might, you know, talk about some that I don't know as well, but for the most part, I know the meta perks and I guess I don't know the specific times that it takes for like self care, generator, things like that, but I have a general idea in my head on how long it's going to take me. The main thing I would want to know from the beginner class is identifying common tile sets because I don't really know anything about that right now. So it would be nice for me to figure out, like, oh, this is how you tell this is like this tile. This is how you tell is this tile. So that would be nice for me to know personally. And then you know, intermediate and advanced. I mean, I probably know almost nothing of those. Like, one of the main things I want to learn from intermediate, which probably sounds stupid for people that are experienced in the game, but I still don't really understand what is the difference between a safe and unsafe palette. So I don't know if you do ACC, but <laughs>
1: and a safe and unsafe pallet well i think if i if i have to look at it and think about it if the only time i think there's an unsafe pallet is when there's uh when you're stuck in a situation where there's none around you after that pallet and then you're in a place where there's a bunch of ruin where you're in a tight situation so based pretty much when you can't loop back and forth because the killer will just take you out on the other side quickly as opposed to where you have things around or can have you run around and kind of loop and try to see what your next play is. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't really know that, that, uh, in particular.
0: It probably has something to do with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, that's the only time I can
0: actually see that being say Right. But moving on to killers, though, they have uh, three classes for killers as well. For beginner killers, they talk about identifying common tile sets, discussion on meta perks. Discussion on common values or times, like the times it takes for self-care, completing generators, sacrificing hook states, and discussion on how best to find survivors. So basically, it's the same exact thing as the survivor class, except they add on how to best find survivors. But I think the difference is they include all the same stuff because they talk about it from the killer's perspective. So, you know, because it's the same stuff doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same exact class because... When you take the survivor class, you're probably learning from the survivor's perspective, okay, this is how it is from my perspective. But when you take it from the killer class, you're learning, okay, this is how it is from the killer's perspective. So it's probably a totally different perspective of the class.
1: Right.
0: The intermediate class, this includes countering basic pallet looping, running maze tiles optimally, chasing survivors in jungle gym or T-wall setups that force mid or slow faults over fast faults, Reasons why to disengage a good player. Explanation on red stain from survivor's point of view and how to take advantage of line of sight. Moonwalking. Killer shack tactics. When to break pallets during engagement counter flashlights. And that's kind of the intermediate. And the advanced, they include lunge techniques, pallet mind games, when to slug or not slug for pressure. So they definitely have a lot of stuff included here. And, you know, honestly, if you're someone that's on PC or PS4. I would probably recommend taking all six of these classes because what do you have to lose? I mean, you're spending, you know, 45 minutes or half an hour and you're you're going to gain something out of it. Like, even if you know like five of these things, but you don't know the sixth one, you're still going to learn that sixth thing. So, you know, anyone that is available to take these classes, I would definitely recommend doing them. Uh, unfortunately for me, I can't yet because I don't have an Xbox, but hopefully they'll do that soon. But, you know, if you are someone that plays on PC or something, then I definitely recommend checking these classes out. I mean, what do you have to lose? I mean you're spending like a half hour for the killer classes in that half hour you're gonna learn something
1: very true like you're looking at a scenario where this game when you're in like people that are gonna do these classes they're full into this game like remember we were talking about before with this game you're either all in or you're all out like you either love it or you just say yes it's not for me and definitely if you're new at the game and there's an opportunity for you to kind of learn more basics that you need to learn more and you don't have your friends on or whatnot this is where to go like they'll just give you that the hands-on just of what you could do and what not
0: to do pretty cool yeah definitely and you're kind of like you said i mean these teachers are going to be people that you know play the game like non probably and they know you know everything about the game right. so they're going to be people that can really help you out and even if you're a casual player it's still good to take these classes like say you're a casual player it's yeah. still good to take you know the advanced class at some point because in your casual games you're gonna know more what to do. So when you're playing with your friends, you can be like, Oh, look what I can do. I could do this three sixty around this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So you would know. No, it's true. It. And then your friends are gonna be like, Whoa, how did you do that? I'd be like, ah, I'm just not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kinda of show off to your friends too, so that's always fun.
1: Always. Especially on that game for sure. Oh
0: man. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, definitely go- jump in the discord if you guys have discord and check out this uh section i think it's actually labeled as uh dead by daylight class. it's labeled dead by daylight school so dvd school so if you look in the announcement section you can find that and check that out it's definitely very cool and you know uh if it comes up with the xbox at some point then we will announce that on the podcast but right now there's no xbox available before But that being said, um, unless you have something else, ACC, that's pretty much the news that's going on in the community right now. I don't know of any other big news that's uh, out right now, because the Moonrise event is basically the main focus right now.
1: Uh, That's the main focus. There is, obviously, March is around the corner, so that comes to about the three-month mark where there will be a new killer, survivor, and pretty much a new chapter into the game. So um, there's already teases about a March 27th date where... We will have a launch of either a new trailer or the killer is released that time. So if it's the 27th, that means a week prior or a few days prior, we're going to get a, a really epic trailer that tease us on who, the, who the next killer may be in survivor plus new map. So, uh, every three months, they, they generate something new. So that excitement for next month is going to be something good.
0: So maybe we'll have to hold off on our um third podcast until later in March. Yeah, I th- think I think we'll so.
1: definitely hear news after the lunar event. I think early March there's going to be a lot more whispers um, on what's going to happen. We might even get the trailer sooner than we think. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be exciting.
0: Or maybe if the news comes out early enough, we can do it before it drops, and people will know before the killer drops. You know what what they're looking. Even up, a bonus so. segment, if if anything,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Once we hear new news, we jump on it. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to definitely be a great yeah, topic. If
0: anyone's wondering, I mean, the reason why we're doing this podcast this early in the month is because we wanted to have the podcast out when the Moonrise event was going on, because it doesn't really make as much sense to talk about the Moonrise event after it already ended. We wanted to at least, you know, have the podcast come out and give people a chance to play Moonrise if they haven't heard about it yet. So that's kind of why we did this early.
1: Absolutely. And it just gives you a, a heads up and a rundown just in case you're getting in there and you're trying it out you get you got the gist of what's going on and what you what you're there what you're there to look forward to
0: you know what I mean so definitely but we can kind of get into our main topic which is tips for survivors so I don't know if you have a list on you I have a list on me of uh some that I kind of jotted down so we're going to kind of talk about just you know some general tips they're not like ranked or mm-hmm. anything but they're just general tips that you should know as a survivor awesome. so awesome um the first one I have is actually one that I got from you, so I'll let you explain it more. But this one is don't start on gens right away. you kind of explain why?
1: Yeah, so when you're starting, I guess I'll throw in the tip during that tip. So we'll talk about that. When you're starting the game, I think the first Go thing you want to do is know your surrounding. But when you're knowing your surrounding, quickly run to cover. Because you don't know if the killer is that close to you when he spawns. So you want to make sure that you're in cover, you know your surroundings. And that leads to why we don't do a gen right away. You want to know because what the, what the killer's doing now, he's going to go, he can see the aura of the generator. So he's going to patrol and walk around and see who's done any. Um, a lot of the mistakes that are made are people jumping on it right away. Um, which is not a bad thing, but really not a good thing, <laughs> depending on how many people are doing it. Right. Um, depending, especially if you're a team, if you're a team, you should have something organized with who is who. But here is the the case, if you don't, he'll, the killer will patrol, he'll pass by, you're like, okay, good, he's passed by this generator, meaning he, there's no action, he's going to have to do a loop around. That gives you time now to run onto that generator. If you jump on it early, and he's making that patrol, you're going to definitely be in a whole heap of trouble.
0: Yeah, and as someone that's newer, that's something I didn't really think about at first, but after you explained it, you know, it makes so much sense because... Basically, if the killer, their job is to find the survivors, obviously. So, when they first start the game, the first thing they're gonna do is they're gonna go to the nearest generator, look and see if there's somebody there. Okay, no one's there. Go to the next generator. Okay, no one's there. So they're gonna patrol generators until they find somebody. So, if you're a survivor, if you're thinking about it from their perspective, then the generator that you're closest to, if you wait until the killer passes by that, then if the killer's already passed by that, the killer thinks, okay, there's no one here, let me go to the next one. So the killer thinks there's no one there. So as as soon as the killer goes away, you can jump on that generator and they're not going to be back for a long time after that. So that's actually cool. Right.
1: They'll actually probably find someone already on that gen or someone running around. So it just buys you a ton of time, right, as opposed to being that person being chased and giving the others that ton of time.
0: Yes, I'm definitely used to being chased. (laughs) Well,
1: and that's roughly that's why I always teach that first with newer players, because I think it's so important that you get that mentality now. So you you start to learn and get a comfort zone. Number one, you want to learn the skill checks, right? So you need that time. Um, so I think it's, it's just clutch to, to be patient, hang tight, get in there, get your grips in. Because over time, as you're playing it more and more, you're going to be comfortable. So you're going to be comfortable where you say, okay, you know what, I've played this long enough now, I'm comfortable, I'll jump on the gen right away. Because you know your surroundings. But if you don't, hold back, hang on, see what happens.
0: Yeah, and I'm definitely someone that, you know, it's better for me to hold back right now because I Mm -hmm. don't know enough of my surroundings yet. I mean, that's the interesting thing with this game, too, is even though I've put in, you know, probably like 50 hours or so, I still have so much to learn with the game. Like, this is a game that, you know, no matter how much time you put in, you probably have more to learn. And that's what's cool about the game, actually. That's my favorite part of the game.
1: You're always learning. Uh, a good how to get how to get into a good chase get in and out of a good chase rather so (laughs) it's definitely a lot of learning
0: and especially when they um change perks so they come up with new perks or if there's new killers that enter the game that totally changes the meta and then you have to learn how to combat that killer so there's always something new especially yeah you're
1: unlocking a perk and a perk that has a bit like we'll talk barbecue and chili right quick that you know when a killer hooks you he's able to see you for four seconds to see where you are right? You got to learn what counters there are are for them, which is hiding in a locker, but we'll get further into that down the road. It's just, it's, it's, exactly. It's your favorite. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So one of those things where you need to know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We definitely will. It's going to be great.
0: (laughs) But um, the next tip we have is to use a diversion to get an unhook. So Basically, what this means is, don't unhook when the killer's right there. And this is something that you called uh, farming, which I guess a lot of people probably call it that. But I think there's a sense that some people probably do this on purpose, yes. But I think newer players definitely do do this unintentionally because their goal is like, oh, I want to save my friend. You know, this person's on my team. Let me save them. Let me get them out the hook. And they don't really realize, okay, the killer's right here you shouldn't do that because the killer, all they're going to do is tunnel that person they just hooked. So there's probably a lot of people that don't understand that and they do it unintentionally. Too. Yes,
1: it happens a lot, especially, of course, newer players. Um, you know, you're just in a chase. You're really just in the suspense of running. Your mind is not really focused. You're just trying to survive. But then you see someone that's hooked and you're like, oh my gosh, let me save them and then start running. That essentially is the worst case scenario because you put yourself... And the person that was just hooked in critical danger, right? So if you're running, you do the unhook and you hear that heartbeat and it's close, you're pretty much signing another hook to your, to your, to your rank. If, if not dying instantly you're putting yourself in a second hook. So you definitely right. do not want to put yourself in a situation where you're around the survivor that's hooked, you're hearing a heartbeat, but yet you're going to go and unhook. You definitely don't want to do that. What you want to do is wait see if that killer is a camper that sticks around patrolling the area or the killer is like, okay, let me go on to the next bait. You know what I mean? You definitely want to be patient when you do that.
0: Yeah, and this kind of ties in with another tip I had too was, you know, if you haven't been hooked yet, then take one for the team which this also applies to the unhook too. Like, I notice what you do a lot to try and be a team player is, okay, this person's already been hooked twice, like one more hook they're dead. I haven't been hooked yet, so... When I unhook this guy, I'll just kind of sit back and let the killer hit me to kind of distract them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so if you're getting in a... I do that a lot where I'm in a situation where, yes, yeah, someone's down to their last hook. And remember, we need each other. As Survivors, you need to be together. You right. need to work together. One less survivor severely decreases your chances of survival, depending especially how many generators you've done at this point. So if there's someone down with two, and all of a sudden I hook, and all of a sudden that heartbeat came out of nowhere... Which happens because the you know killer gets out of a certain distance. He knows his he knows his range,
0: or it's Myers or Michael
1: Myers, for instance, where you don't hear anything. You know you you want to make sure that person's good. So what I would do is get that survivor to run, get some time, and then have the killer focus on me, and I'll take a hit and see if they can. They don't care about that other one. They're just going to come for me, which usually the case. It's a 50-50 because sometimes it, depending on the rank of the killer, they want to tunnel you. Meaning they want to get the kill points, end that person quickly, eliminate that person so there's few of us left. So it all depends, right? But yeah, you definitely want to be aware of that.
0: But this is where some perks can kind of come into play and help you out too. Um, like use borrow time a lot, which I don't know if you want to explain that real quick, but borrow time actually helps in those situations.
1: Yeah, borrow time's a great time. I, I love it, especially end game. Uh, what's great about it is that it, it gives you a certain amount of time. I believe it's 20 seconds where you have time, an extra amount of, it's like a second life. So if I was to unhook my survivor, the killer has to be around. I'd actually, you actually need the heartbeat because that activates borrowed time. So if he goes and, you know, we've activated all generators, the escape gates open, this will give him a chance to escape, meaning he'll unhook him, he'll hit him. Usually, it'll be an instant down because you're in a dying state, but I've given him this borrowed time where it gives him a window of 20 seconds to try and escape and get away from the killer in order to survive or at least drop after into a dying state. After that 20 seconds, you'll go into a dying state, and then we can come in and heal them up. So it gives you a chance to kind of just get away from that killer, which is very, very good.
0: Definitely. And which goes without saying, too, a lot of these tips we're going to give are tips for, you know, trying to be a team player and play the survivor role effectively, because you can technically play survivor as, you know, a one man show and just kind of, you know, go for the hatch every time, not care about your teammates. But that's not really what we're trying to promote. We're trying to promote, you know, playing as a team. So, you know, playing as a team does mean that sometimes, okay, I haven't been hooked yet. Let me take the hit. and Let me lure the killer away. Right.
1: Exactly. You definitely need to do that. It's it definitely a strategy. It's it's funny because we're talking about not unhooking someone when the killer's around, and here we're telling you there's a perk when that happens to actually give you extra time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Of course, there are situations though where you can you know play as a team a little bit too much and you get yourself in trouble. Uh, I remember a game we had last week where you were hooked in the basement, and basically we had the exits open. Our whole team was ready to escape. We all ended up going back to try and save you and all four of us ended up dying because of it. Yes.
1: And it was funny because that situation, everyone's (laughs) hesitant and scrambling, not knowing what they should do at that moment. And I'll give you a perfect scenario of how last night it was almost a similar situation because I'm teaching two people. So I was, you know, I was um, pretty much being chased the whole game and we managed to get all gens done. This killer could not get me. Guess what? Gets me in the end there where I got tied up in a corner and that was it. So Gabs me, puts me in a hook. We had a rando and my two survivors of training. So they were like, What do you want us to do? AC, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, Okay, what you're going to do is you're going to bring your booties over here. <laughs> Cause what we're going to do is I'm being camped. So the killer's staying right there. He's like, You know what? You've given me hell this whole game. You're dying. So I said, This is what right. we're going to do. And the team came together. Even the rando came, which we had no audio contact, but the rando got the just. I'm going to divert. I'm going to distract this killer while the other two one will distract on the other or corner. So we had the pretty much alpha on this killer where one was on one side, the other was on the other. And this killer was like, Oh, I want him, but I don't know. I want to kill. him dead. And oh, so, and then the <laughs> third would come in, unhook me. I, I looped over the, the window. Boom. We all ended up surviving that because we ended up working together. There was no hesitation. A lot of times when people are in that situation, they're scrambling and everyone's talking the talking is not really <laughs> getting a resolve. There's no solution with the talk. It's more right. a scramble. So yes, you, you end up getting yourself killed in a situation if you can't communicate. But if you can, there's a chance. But if you're in a basement with a with a Leatherface, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And, and see, that's kind of what happened with us, too. I mean, we had those party issues going on. So, you know, on our team of four players, we we're all of survivor friends but you're the most knowledgeable by far of the four of us and you were the one person that couldn't talk to us so we're all trying to think like well we should go save him but like yeah we could do this i I was you know i was one hook away from dying uh was one hook away from dying and he didn't even know that so that made a problem because you know he thought like oh i could go save him but he didn't realize there's one hook away and then we had uh zombie who was with us as well i think he had two hooks left but basically Tandis went to save you first he didn't realize he was one hook away so he got you know knocked on the ground and taken away and I was kind of waiting by the ex cause I'm like well I'm one hook away so I'll, I'll kind of like stay here just for a second to see what, what, what I need to do I don't know exactly so, and then you know I, when Tanda's died I'm like oh shoot well I have to go help out too so I went to help out the zombie got taken down, and then it was basically me trying to save you, and <laughs> I went to try and save you. I got you out the hook, and I got knocked down, and then you got knocked exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> I of... think a perfect
1: example of that is exactly, without communication, look what happens, right? Even yeah. if one, it severs all. So, yes, communication is definitely key if you're bringing in a team together. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so basically that killer must have been super happy. You know, we we dominated all game, we had all the gens done, we had all the exits open. And he still killed all four of us, so he must have been super happy.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he, he was having a... I don't think he was expecting that, but that's the thing about that game. <laughs> no. You never know what's going to happen in that end game. Like, you right. really don't. And that was a great example of how you're dominating the whole game, and all of a sudden, one mistake, one gets taken out, the other... It's like Noah. right? When no one escapes yeah. death, the one hits. Yeah, so...
0: Now that killer's probably thinking like, "How did this happen? I should not be winning this game, but uh, I'll take it though." Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> this is hey, that it, it's fun though. That, that's what I like. That's what I like about the game is like you have situations like that. Like I can't believe this is happening, but somehow it happens. <laughs> Pretty much, exactly. You just never know what you're going to get, but it's fun either way. But back to some tips though. Um, another cool tip is to make sure the final three gens are spread out, and this is a tip that I'm getting better with. Um. Early on, I didn't really do this at all. I think a lot of players that are newer and, you know, just starting out, they don't really focus on this at all. But now I'm getting a little bit more knowledgeable. I'm trying to make sure that the gens aren't close together because basically what this tip means is when you get your gens down, you you have uh, seven gens at the map to start. You have to do five of them. So when you get four gens done, there's only three generators left. And if all three of those generators are very close together, then basically the killer can easily patrol them and it's really hard to get them done. So what you want to try and do is you want to try and spread them out as much as possible and have one generator at one end of the map, one at the other end of the map, and that way the killer has to go back and forth both ends of the map in order to actually pull the generators.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest problems you get yourself into as a survivor, where you find yourself in you you-think-is-easy street, where you have, say, three gens somewhat out of views range, you see it in distance. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go to this one. This one, it's been safe here. But know that if you've done two already that were close by on one side of the map, you're in a pickle already. Meaning, because you see that third one, you think immediately, well, he's not over here. Let me do this one. The moment you do that, you put yourself in a definitely difficult situation. Because you're, you're looking at, with one gen left, three gens remain. They're all together. So the killer can just ping pong within seconds to right. them. Um, a lot of survivors find themselves in that situation because they're thinking either a as you're, if you're new, you don't know, you're just, you're doing it. You feel safe or B the others that are experienced, they're just lazy and they want the points, you know what I mean? Um Survival right. of the fittest and the wisest. And I think that, yeah, again, you want to spread it out. You do one gen. Sure. If you see a gen around the way you can, or go back to it and save it for later. Find another one. Even if the killer's around, you know, hang tight, find cover, and then when he passes, go on forward. Because again, if you lay yourself out there, you lay all your cards out in one basket and just do that one side, the game's over. Unless this killer is one of the worst killers you've ever played
0: <laughs> or ever played. Or unless you have a really good team, yeah. because if there's three close together, you can, like, kind of. Use diversions to get the killer away long enough to get the gens done, but it'd be pretty hard. You have to have a really good team. It's definitely
1: difficult. You definitely need someone to get his attention to come chase and then go all the way at the other end of the map. But um, usually, when it comes to that situation, when there's gens in one area left, um, there's only probably two of you left uh, most of the times, if not the soon to be two of you left, because one's being chased, gets hit, gets hooked, and immediately.
0: But if you're in that situation with four players left, you can probably still do it, though.
1: Yeah, you can definitely do it, but it depends. A smart killer usually knows the just. So smart killer will be, well, okay, i got four of them left. There's a gen left. Three of these gens are close together. All he has to do is patrol back and forth. Boom, 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 and give you a tough time. Good thing is, if you organize properly, you go to the ones that are farthest away. So you don't go to the middle one. You go to the one that's on the one side on the other side, even though they're close, and start ping-ponging. So he'll go one side, kick the gen, look for you. The right. other's on the other one, kick the gen, he'll come look for you. As long as you do that ping-pong effect, you can.
0: Yeah, because if the killers smart, they're going to try and go away from the gens as little as possible yes. because they know that you have to get those done. Yes. So they're if they're smart, they're not going to get engaged in a chase that takes them too far exactly, away.
1: Exactly, and they know better. But the other ones, if they're just hungry for a kill, then yes, it opens the door for you. Definitely if you get up to the higher ranks. Make them,
0: kind of like your situation. If you make them mad enough, they might go for you. Anyway. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. So the higher ranks, they'll know right away. I, I'm, I'm alpha. You're nothing. So they'll stick around. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they'll, they'll, they'll do it until either a killer just, a survivor just quits the game or, you know, just, just take me out, man. You know what I mean?
0: So it, it's definitely, again, mind games play a factor. But speaking of mind games, though, um, one thing you can actually do to kind of trick killers is to fail skill checks on purpose. This can be used as a tactic to lure the killer away. So, like, say ACC was getting chased at one end of the map, or he might have, you know, lost the killer recently. I can, you know, purposely fail a skill check on a generator or something that alerts the killer there's a person over here and might draw them away. So with experienced players, it probably, I assume, doesn't work as much, but it can probably work on... Um, fairly well with newer killers i would think
1: yeah it's depending on the situation i do it frequently with the with the ones i'm training just because i know if the killers lost them or around the vicinity or if they're in danger i will blow a gen if it's in a dire situation purposely to create that alert to see if the killers be like oh let me go over here he's on this
0: so they can buy time right. and have them healed or my partner healed whatever may be the case and especially in your situation too because you're a lot better getting chased than you know newer players are because you actually know what to do in a chase. Like for me, for example, if I'm getting chased, there's a 90% chance I'm getting hit. So. Right, because again,
1: you're learning the map, you're, you're learning, to, you're getting, right. you're you're learning to get comfortable. Even after 60 hours, it it, it will take time. It'll take quite a hundred, a couple hundred hours where you're finally just like, okay, I'm I'm comfortable. I know my surroundings. You know what I mean? To where you can be comfortable with a chase. But yeah, you're right. That's that's totally it.
0: And then I can figure out where every single
1: locker is yes, <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> that's a good uh
1: that's a good segue to get into uh for a counter for barbecue and chili, like we were talking about earlier is if someone's down and you know that killer has barbecue and chili, and you'll know instantly he has barbecue and chili because as soon as he hooks someone and you're on a gen and you're thinking you know you're far away, and then like what the heck you hear a heartbeat right away it's because he sees you. Um, what you want to do to counter it, you right. jump in a locker. You jump in a locker. As soon as you see someone down. you go into that locker. You don't go into the locker right when he's about to hook. You go right when he's down because it gives you time. Killer's like, oh, I don't see anyone because they all jumped into a locker.
0: And since you know, we're kind of on the subject now, um, we've sort of been teasing it the whole podcast, my you know, affinity for lockers here. So one of the tips we have is, don't use lockers, and I put a couple question marks after that because I still don't really understand this tip. I mean, it, it seems like maybe, you know, 75% of the time, if I'm getting like chased by a killer or something, or I'm injured, if I hop in a locker, it seems like 70, 75% of the time, the killer doesn't check there, and they probably don't check there because they're thinking I'm not going to be stupid enough to jump in a locker, but I, I am stupid enough to do that, so they don't <laughs> actually follow the meta there you know they're not thinking one step ahead of that even they're they're not thinking okay well he's not going to be stupid enough to do this but if he was stupid enough maybe he's going to be here so 75 percent of the time it has been working for me but as you explained to me at higher ranks it won't work at all so. yeah they'll know the just i think
1: it, it you use it at the right timing like for instance if you're doing a generator and he's on the way and you run into a locker. He's kicking the gen. He knows, okay, someone was just here. Let me look around. Oh, there's a locker. He's going to instantly grab. He's going to check that locker because he can't see your, your scratch marks. He can't see anything. So he's going to give it a shot and say, no way, way. Hello. Right. <laughs> I think you've seen one of my streams where I was playing killer. Someone did that. And I was like, Hmm, let me go to the locker. Cause I don't see anything here. And sure enough, someone was in the locker. So that's one of the situations where you're put in into now, if you're in the middle of a chase. And, you know, he's seeing your scratch marks and whatnot. And then he kind of loses you near the ruins for a little bit. And you see a locker and you jump in. Big mistake. Because what's going to happen is he's lost you. He sees the scratch marks. It ends somewhere around the area where the locker is. He's going to grab you. Because he knows you're in that locker. Or he's going to shoot for the stars and see if you're in there. Now. For instance, if you are in a situation where you hear a he had you don't know if he knows you're there and that whatnot. Let me jump in this locker. He runs around, does his patrol, he gets out. That's another idea. You know what I mean? Or you have to keep in mind another reason. If he's chasing someone, his mind is focused on taking that survivor out. You can jump in the locker if you're nearby because he doesn't know. He's unaware. He's focused on getting that survivor. So right. if you're going to, in the middle of a chase to go in a locker, the only time you're going to do that is if he's about to hit you. It's a good counter, which I do. They're about to swing and hit me. I run into a locker right a quick. He misses. I jump out and I run again. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not staying in there. Yeah, it's, it's just.
0: I mean, it, it seems like it has worked for me sometimes, though, if um, I'm in a chase and I get like, you know, the escape notification that I escaped their mm-hmm. chase and they kind of lost me for a second. If they lost me for a second, then sometimes I'll, like, stop running. I'll walk a little bit and then jump into a locker that's nearby. Like, I won't run into the locker because if you run into the locker, it's going to show scratch right. bar. But if you walk into the locker, it's not going to show scratch bar. So sometimes that's how I lose them is, like, they're, you know, they just lost me. They're looking around. Okay, I, I just lost them. They're somewhere nearby. So I stop running. I jump to the locker real quick. They go by me and then they jump back. Right. And it, it can happen. It does happen right with
1: the high and higher rank, but when you get to the lower ranks, so when you get to the, the ranks where, you know, the more experience they're going to know, I'm going to check that locker, especially. Right. You never want to go in a locker if you're playing against a huntress. In that kind of situation, because what happens is she throws hatchets at you and where she reloads her yeah, hatchets. I remember I did yes. that at the time. Yes, exactly. Yes, you did. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah. I said, You don't want to go in that locker, uh, Blaze. He went in there and he's like, Oh, I want to try it. I was like, Well, you know, she gets her hatchets there. And sure enough, I think she went to go reload her hatchets to her surprise. Yeah. She's like, Oh, that's perfect. She there. was introduced to the Blaze experience. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot about that. That was amazing. yeah we had a good lap on that one although you could see blaze definitely defends the locker which i i say yes you can use it to your advantage but you got to be really you got to be smart when you're doing it
0: i I think part of my affinity with it though too is like if i'm injured which i am injured a lot in this game you know don't get so that's part of my thinking here is if i'm injured then my blood trail if i jump in a locker and I wait for a little bit, that blood trail is going to disappear. So the killer is not going to know where that blood trail is. So like, especially a lot of situations I do use it, which we didn't mention this situation yet, but say I just got unhooked, the killer is, you know, somewhere else on the map, they're going to be coming probably to that hook to find out where I went. What I'll do is I'll try to run as little as possible and then kind of jump in the locker that's a little bit farther from that hook, let my blood trail disappear. Then by the time they get there, The blood trail is already gone. There's no scratch marks and they don't really know where I am. So that's where it sometimes works out for me because they're going to think, okay, maybe he's in a locker right next to the hook. But if I walked a little bit away to a different locker, that's sometimes where I can get away with it.
1: Very true. But the problem is as well, they won't see your blood, but they can hear you squeal if you're wounded. So, oh, in the locker as well, they they can hear you. I didn't know that. So so. if they hear that, obviously they're going to be like, where the heck is this guy? Let me check here. And then boom sure enough, that's what happens. So unless you have iron will, which is a perk where it eliminates your your pain when you're in a wounded state people, iron will is a great perk for that's what I use. It's one it's definitely my one of my favorites. It's when I'm hurt, and I'm being chased, and I may have lost this killer. He is looking for me, but he can't hear me in pain in agony. Uh, right? I'm I've got iron will so meaning I can keep quiet. So I probably need that perk then. It's a great perk, Jake, Uh where you unlock it, or of course, Australia secrets. Actually, there's a perk. Actually, if, uh, just uh, for a sec here for you. I was thinking about you, Blaze. There is a perk that's on the Shrine of Secrets right now that I'd say you consider unlocking because I just got it because I, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is cool. I could, I want to use this for fun. It's called Diversion. And what Diversion is, you actually have a pebble and you can throw it. And what it will do is it, it will rake an alert as if you blew a gen or you've jumped over a pallet. To di- to allure the killer to that direction, which is completely awesome. It's is incredible. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, because I see my friend using it the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Because it's in the Shrine of Secrets. It's one of the new survivors. So you can actually pick up a rock. And how you regen the rock is you have to be in the killer's uh, heart radius. And it, it kind of it reloads the rock for you. So something kind of cool there for you. Because I know you would like to to kind of play those kind of mind games, which is cool, right? You can divert make a sound there and kind of get you It'll
0: probably take me a little bit to like learn how to use it effectively but it sounds yeah
1: so it's on the shrine of secrets right now until, until about seven eastern so when we hop on there maybe take a consideration consideration on it actually i'm going to try it when we play because i haven't tried it yet
0: yeah i'll definitely check it out Yeah, but um we have some other tips of course so One thing we talked about earlier in the podcast is we did talk about the basement a little bit and I wrote a tip that's, you know, basement equals bad, which you can kind of explain why the basement is so bad and kind of why you shouldn't go in the basement. If you're going to go hide in the basement
1: when you're, you know, if you know a killer's around and you're hiding in a basement, the basement is every survivor's kryptonite. And what, and that is definitely that is the home base of that killer, meaning those hooks. When you hook someone in the game so when a killer hooks a survivor in the game if they die what happens it disables that hook that hook is no longer usable now in the basement they're they're always usable so they'll never break um you go down there number one you put yourself in a situation cuz there's one way in one way out so killer you go down there to hide and he knows you're down there cuz there is a perk that it'll alert you it'll alert the killer that you're down there. So you go there, hiding. He grabs you. He takes you. And there's lockers there. There's a few lockers there. There's a few corners. Yeah, he can grab. (laughs) I've hidden them Exactly. It is a death trap. So once you're hooked there in a killer camp, so you're in a tough situation getting your your teammate out of there. Uh, Because, yeah, there's one way in, one way out. Especially if there's a leather face where he has this way with his chainsaw where he kind of just has a swerve motion where you really can't juke it. You just got to hope he hits a wall or something you're in a tough, tough situation. So definitely want to avoid the basement unless you know you know the killer's out of sight.
0: And now, out of curiosity, is there one killer in the game that you think if you're in the basement, it's actually a little bit easier to escape that killer? Like, say that killer's coming to the basement, is there one killer that's a little bit easier to get by? Yeah, uh, anyone but Leatherface.
1: Maybe Hillbilly. Anyone but Leatherface? Uh, Hill, Hillbilly is, um, definitely he has a chainsaw as well, so it'd be tough to run and, and gun, but You still have a chance. I think it's more, um, Leatherface can just completely. That's why a lot of Leatherfaces, when they get you down there, they definitely, definitely are going to hold their ground if they know you're there because you can't get out. He can block that whole stairwell, use his chainsaw and chop you all down. It's over. Yeah.
0: Because for me, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I was thinking, um, for me, the best one to escape the basement would be would be the nurse because the nurse is the slowest killer and yes they have that blink ability but that blink isn't going to really do much on stairs like that blink is probably not the best suited for stairs so i would think the nurse is probably the easiest to get around yeah
1: if you if you know what and uh, like we talked about briefly last time the nurse is probably the best killer in the game if you can get her down she's to learn but to learn but learn but learn, but if you can hit she can hit you you can run up the stairs but if she knows how to use that blink she can blink up there and get you um, but yeah definitely she's probably one of the easiest ones Um, Freddy Krueger is definitely easy because he's got to put you in the dream state first and that takes a few seconds for the you know do you to be put in the dream state so you can right. get out definitely too that's another easy that's one true. Uh, Michael Byers is definitely not someone you want to be down there with too because he can juice you all with the stock ability put <laughs> no. in tier 3 and then one hit yeah. down you so
0: yeah Plus gets you're, more speed, you're screwed so like- so, yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely so, not a definitely good idea wanna, <laughs> yeah. you definitely want to be down there and even even your favorite i would say the clown you know that's your favorite that's not a good one either because he can throw those uh little smoke bomb things yes and the toxins slow you down, down. he so throws the toxins to be, at yeah.
1: you yeah you slow down he whacks you yeah. it takes you down again too it's another tough one yeah those those throwing abilities even the huntress man she'll throw hatchets at you and she has that time and enough time because the locker's right beside her at the entrance she can
0: just reload yeah, some some tough situations. Right, and even my favorite, the pig, is probably not going to work out the best either. If they know how to play it because now that they change the pig to have um the crouch ability, like you know, it's a lot less time to crouch. They can literally just crouch next to you, and then use their ability to um have the ambush attack and exactly. get you really fast. So exactly, that's not like a one so y-
1: there's that other situation where you're put into right, like depending on what killer, but you just don't want to be in that situation at all it's the worst thing you can do to yourself to get in that basement and get yourself into trouble
0: now of course there are situations where like obviously it's not your fault you can't avoid it i mean if the killer gets you down and you're fairly close to the basement they might take you to the basement to hook you and that's a smart play on their part because then the survivors are gonna have a harder time um rescuing you so basically you know that's the only time you really want to go in the basement is if you're trying to rescue somebody and even then, you still don't want to go exactly. there, but you have to. Exactly.
1: So get just don't go to that basement, especially when you're starting <laughs> retreat. Retreat <Yeah. laughs> immediately.
0: I mean, think of any horror movie you've seen. You know, does it ever end well in Usually the basement? Not. Usually not.
1: Exactly. So
0: <laughs> get out of there. Don't get yourself into that pickle. And don't hide in lockers like I do in the definitely <laughs> bad.
1: Especially if someone's been unhooked, and the person that was unhooked, the killer sees running out but he goes down and he's like wait someone unhooked you I didn't see the one coming I didn't see the one that unhooked you and you're hiding in a locker he's going to go down and check <laughs> yeah. every locker Yeah.
0: I did actually have one time it was only one time ever but there's one time there's like four lockers in the basement the killer checked like the first two they didn't check the rest and I was in one of the other ones so <laughs> I did actually work out one <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> it's really funny actually I, saw, I, I was just sitting in the locker I'm like oh damn he checked the locker he's gonna find me he checked like two of them and then he stopped. I'm like, wait, why are you not checking the rest? I'm like, okay. <laughs>
1: uh...
0: <laughs> I'm oh like, I'll, my I'll take gosh, it. Thanks, dude. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It it <laughs> happens, man. So many. oh, you never know what you're gonna get in this game. It's just it's just fun.
0: Yeah. Definitely. But another tip we actually have is an interesting one. It's a well timed hide is sometimes better than running away. And this is something that I um learned a lot more from you. It takes time to master this, but it's basically using the killer's field of view to your advantage so the killer has that like red stain and that's where they can actually view so if you use that to your advantage and they're chasing you you can sometimes like hide behind a rock or hide behind a wall and have them run by you and they don't realize that you're actually hiding there so if you want to explain that yeah you definitely want to i think a
1: lot of people panic right when they see the killer so they all of a sudden start running no you don't have to panic he doesn't see you he's coming by hide take cover. And you know avoid that field of view exactly uh coverage is your number one friend in this game you have no weapons what you have the only well you do have weapons i'm going to correct myself there you have you you, you no, you have your Flash surroundings up, yeah. you have your rocks you have your ruins you have right, those true, true. as your weapons of disguise you need to be hidden and and that's the thing i think a lot of people when you know when in doubt they hear that heartbeat they start immediately running you don't need to if he's on his way take your time walk it out a little bit so say for instance I'm doing a generator I'm hearing that heartbeat and I know it's coming my way I walk I walk out to a hidden distance okay uh it won't be long I just got to get out of that ruin area and then I start running because right away he's going to kick look for scratch marks he doesn't see it and I'm
0: hiding somewhere right so Right, and then by the time he sees the scratch marks that you were had, later they're going to be gone when be he's gone, looking so. around for where I'm at. Right, he's going to be like, "What the heck is this guy?" So, right, because if you walk, if you walk the first five feet and then run after that, you know he's yeah. going to be checking that first five feet first. And by the time he gets to the end of that first five feet, then the scratch yes. marks are going to be gone. So exactly, because it are time. He's going to kick
1: the generator because it takes about, I believe, seven seconds for the scratch marks to go. So. You're looking at, he's already come, he's come through, he's kicking the gen, it's bought you about four seconds, and then those three seconds when he's looking around like, where's this person, your your uh, scratch marks have already been damaged, they're already gone.
0: And actually, there's a perk I'm using right now, I think it's called Lightweight, that makes the scratch mark disappear three seconds faster, so it's only four seconds for me, so... For me, as a newer player, I like that perk because it helps me, you know, disappear faster. I really like that perk.
1: Now, the the unfortunate thing about that is that I can't use it because I love the other ones I'm using. But I really like that perk because it's so clutch, especially when you're starting. Uh, You know, it gives you time. It gives you time uh, that sometimes you don't have. A lot of times you don't have, but it definitely gives you the time to get away because it eliminates those crucial three set. seconds matter in this game. And if you're going to eliminate scratch definitely. marks, especially three seconds, it's a good thing. A very good
0: thing. And maybe that's why my locker move actually works a little bit more than it should, because I'm using that perk. So Maybe that's part definitely of why possibly too. It like,
1: it yeah, if they're coming around and they're looking for you and then the scratch marks are gone, obviously in four seconds, you're laughing.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> Unless they know. But, yeah, so, you know, try and learn those hides. I mean, it does take time to master this. You know, I've done it a couple of times where it actually worked out pretty cool. And ACC can do it pretty well. But it's not something that you're going to mm-hmm. learn overnight with, the, you know, the when to hide and when not to hide. Like, because your instinct when you first play this is, like ACC said, oh, the killer's coming, run. Like, That is your instinct for like the first probably hundred hours of the game. So I'm not even past that yet because you know I haven't reached hundred hours yet. So like I I still do it because you know your first instinct is like oh shoot killer run like that's your your big play is wanting to try to be patient.
1: You need to be patient. You need to like look at your surrounding and not worry because once you're hitting a rock, remember he's walking by. He doesn't know unless he sees you. So you're safe.
0: And that's where you get those boldness points you know because you're sitting right next to him and he has no idea so that's where you get those boldness exactly points. boldness points indeed so and boldness
1: points are that when he walks by you're getting points like wow you're you got calzones to be to doing that but that's <laughs> what you need to do right so, yeah.
0: exactly but another tip that actually takes time to master is don't waste pallets if you don't have to and this one i honestly don't understand like i know what the gist of this perk this um tip is but honestly i haven't mastered any of this yet because i'm just too busy running away still i'm not in that phase Mm -hmm. yet where i'm not running so uh, i think it's a perk that or i keep saying perk but (laughs) i I think it's a tip that takes time to master because Mm -hmm. you have to learn okay i can save this palette for later and not waste it i can get away a different way so i think this is something that it takes learning your map surroundings a lot more because for me personally right now I still don't know the map surroundings well enough that I don't use a pallet. So I use a pallet, you know, a lot of times but I don't. Pallets
1: are obviously a big part of your survival. Now, why you choose when not to use it, when to use it? Because here's the thing. Pallets buy you time. Pallets buy you time. But here's the thing. If a killer knows, if you're way ahead of a killer or somewhat ahead of a killer and you drop a pallet down, he's just going to loop around it. Right. And it's cost you vital seconds. Cause what you want to do is you want to use that pallet. If he's about to almost hit you so you can stun him. Cause what it does, it buys you time. It buys you crucial seconds. uh, I think 1.5 seconds. And that's a lot of time to gain speed. And what he's going to do is he's going to break that pallet, which has bought you another three seconds. You know what I mean? So you want to do that if you're in danger, because it's, if you're going to just drop it, you're, he's going to say, thanks. I'm going to break this get some extra points and it severs us through the game, right? You want to be definitely strategic with your pallet dropping, um, just for the sake of survival, especially long-term in the game, like in the later stretches, if he finds you, you know, and you have no window loops, no buildings to go to, um, uh, you just want to be really smart with it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of experience killers. If, if you're dropping pallets for them, yes. they're going to love that because they're going to be like, oh, yes, this pallet's gone. This pallet's gone. I mean, this is awesome because I don't know if um, any listeners out there know Monto, but ACC and to- I have talked about him before. We both you know, watched a lot of his videos and a lot of his videos, you know, people drop pallets all the time. And he literally says in his videos like, oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yes, like, that he loves- I love him.
1: Me. He's uh, He's definitely probably my favorite to watch. And he, he really shows like, okay, well, you're going to drop that early. And he's a rank one. We're talking rank ones are, are dropping these pallets too early. You know, when you can, here's the thing. We have our joysticks. He has right. his computer, but we have our joysticks. We can learn to pivot the movement, turn it around to see where the killer is. That's what I do. Right. So you can use the right joystick and turn and, and look back when I'm running to see how close he is. And will I have time? Unless, cause if I don't see that red that red light behind me where he's about to hit me I want to know how close so yeah if you're gonna just drop it he's gonna be like thank you kick and you know what the worst thing is survivors will look at him kicking it run run yeah (laughs) run (laughs) because now you're just giving him what he wants because you're like okay am I good here what is he gonna do what's his play you're thinking he's gonna rotate and you can loop back to it no experienced killers are gonna break it down and you've wasted vital seconds watching him break it.
0: So, right. yes, you definitely don't want to do that. And that's where that term, like, respecting the pallet or not respecting it, comes into play, because um, I I would assume respecting it means that the killers are just going to take out the pallet and not respecting it means that they're just going to, you know, leave the pallet there. And, no, you know, respecting the pallet
1: is when you're being chased and it's a close one and he's about to hit you and you have that pallet and you drop it, he stops. So they're like, shit, he's respecting the pallet.
0: Right? They're going to be like,
1: damn it. Right? Or he's not respecting the pallet, meaning he's going full swing even when you drop the pallet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay, yeah, gotcha.
0: Yeah. That's what that means. Yeah, Try no, no that, that
1: That's right. pretty much what it is. So a lot of times, like when I used to play with tryhards, it was funny to listen to them because we like,
0: oh, come on, man.
1: Respect the pallet. Right? And they get down because they, they, the killer just hit them and they drop the pallet at the same time. It's just kind of funny. Uh, but that, that is respecting right. the talent now. Uh, so it's fine <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I
0: love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if, if it's an experienced killer, like, you know, someone like Manto or someone else that's experienced, they're going to love it if you drop those pals for them because basically all you're doing is making their end game easier. And that's why, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to speak for the guy, but I, I think he would say, you know, this makes his end game easier. And that's why he likes it because at the end game, all you're going to have is like, oh, I only have like two pallets left. So he can chase you around, do whatever he wants, and you're not going to have any pallets Right, because you're not slowing him down. And
1: by that time, if he's chasing you for a long time, a killer develops something called bloodlust. So the longer they're chasing you, that they speed up. They'll get bonus speed. So they catch up quicker. So pretty much, if you don't have no pallet there, he's just going to run right through you and eventually hit you. So there's no escape.
0: Definitely. But this kind of um, brings me to another tip that we sort of talked about a little bit in here, and that's adapt to the killer or player facing. So with this one, you can kind of tell after a while, you know, what the killer's tendencies are and how to adapt to those. Uh, for example, with pallets, they might, you know, if you drop a pallet, they might always go around the pallet and never break it. So you can always, you know, count on that like, oh, this killer is not breaking pallets. So I can, you know, use this pallet, jump back over it. Or if they always are breaking pallets, you know to just keep running, you know, and not worry about it. Or with the hooks, for example, if they're camping the people that they put in hooks, you know, okay, they're going to camp this hook. Or on the opposite end, they might, if they have like barbecue and chili, for example, they might hook somebody and then immediately run away from that hook. That way they can actually know where you are. So you might know their tendencies best. So it's really important to try and learn the killer's tendencies, which it takes a long time to actually, you know, learn this and use this information, but... It's important to try and use this to your advantage later in the right. game. Right. In
1: terms of learning
0: the, the killer tactics, you're saying? Yeah. So if you're yes. learning the killer's tactics,
1: yeah, you're eventually, as you're playing more and more, you're going to learn what style killer you're taking on in terms of A, is this a camper that will hook me and stay right there? B, is it someone that maybe is, yeah, he's a running gun. So he'll drop you, go to the next. So you got to gauge how they play. And what's to your advantage? Uh For instance, if someone's a camper, here's the thing. Now you got to go, okay, so this guy's on the hook. This killer is not going to move. What are you going to do? The strategy is gen rush, completely gen rush, as many gens as possible before that, that character dies, that survivor dies. Or as opposed to the running gun, okay, let me hold a second. Here he goes. He's going on to the next person. Let me unhook them safely. And even with their style of when you're playing mind games, and they're chasing, you'll be able to gauge to see if they respect pallets or don't respect pallets, what you can do to maneuver and get out of the way. But that's over time. That's like quite a few hundred hours of just going, okay, this is what I got. This is what I have to work with. And this is what I can do. Yeah.
0: And over time, you could actually, without even knowing officially, you could probably tell some of the killer's perks over time. Like, uh, for example, there's a perk called Nurse's Calling, if you're healing and they're yes. always finding you when you're healing, they probably have that perk. Because exactly. That perk You'll know right away. Be, be like,
1: what the heck? How did this guy... Here's the thing, how it works. If a killer's around eight meters from you, he can hear the bandages if he doesn't have nurses calling. So he can hear someone healing up. He can hear someone putting bandages on him. If he's about 20 meters out, he can't hear anything. But if he has nurses calling, he can see your aura and then he'll come to you, right? So. That's one thing you'll be able to gauge and know, be like, okay, I gotta, now I gotta be careful if I don't heal. And at that point, I'm hoping anyone that deals with the killer that has nurses calling that you have iron will, (laughs) because you're in a bit of, you're in a bit of a pickle, (laughs) but yes, you'll be able to gauge and see what they have. Like if you're hiding well and you keep noticing there's a killer that why does he keep, why does he keep lingering around me? I'm not detected or anything. He probably has the perk called whispers where the entity is whispering to his ear someone's around this vicinity you know there's 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 things you can gauge what the killer's using and whatnot at times for sure
0: yeah there's that's the thing with this game i mean there's a lot of like different killers and combinations with perks that like it, it takes a long time to learn how to counter each situation i mean like we talked about nurses calling you know I can think of like a really annoying combination with that. It would be if a doctor has nurses calling, that'd probably be really annoying things, oh, so much pain. but the thing is why it would be weird to have a doctor that
1: had it just because they put you in the the you know the psychotic state, the madness right. state. they probably wouldn't need it, yeah, but yeah. like
0: it would be it would be even more of a situation where like they probably don't need it, but it's even another situation where you can't hide from the doctor, so like you really can't hide from the doctor if they have that too.
1: Right, exactly. And, I, oh my gosh, if a doctor had that on top of it, like, oh my gosh. It's just, they, they've got so many other yeah. tools to destroy us with. Yeah, just give a, just get some,
0: get some nurses calling in there.
1: <laughs> oh
0: my gosh, exactly. pain, I'm already thinking about it. Or like, which you can probably get some tips on this because I don't really know a lot of tests for this yet, but um, one of the killers that I struggle against a lot is the hag with their traps and one of the reasons I struggle against them a lot is because they usually use Hex Ruin. So I don't really know how to combat Hex Ruin that well yet, because for me, I'm not good enough at skill checks yet to actually hit the great skill checks all the time. So for me, when Hex Ruin's on, I pretty much just kind of stops me in my tracks. I'm like, oh, well, I have to find this totem yeah, or else I definitely. can't win. So I don't know if there's a tip to there is. combat Hex um, Ruin more.
1: It's, it's timely, but it gets the job done because you think the killer's thinking everyone's looking for the Ruin. And he's usually finding someone running around. What you want to do is you want to pulse tap. So you want to tap the RB, like tap the repair and then get off, tap and get off, tap and get off because what it does, it doesn't give the prompt for the skill check, right? If you keep tapping it. So progressively the gen will start being activated. It's a patient game, but sometimes if you got one person on there and the other is doing whatever it helps because at least something's getting done. A generator is going to be activated. Right. Uh, even if we can't find the ruin at that time. So you got to tap. So keep continue tapping
0: once. Which if you had two people tap in the same gen, that yes. faster. It's though.
1: even faster. Of course. So you have that where you can activate a generator and try and, and it throws off the killer sometimes. They're like, Oh my gosh, they, okay. But it takes longer.
0: Yeah. Right. And with the hag specifically, they obviously throw out on their traps a lot, which um I learned from you that if you crouch, it doesn't activate her traps. So that's probably the best way to uh, Exactly. So there's two
1: ways. You can either use a flashlight to to activate them, but the thing is she'll teleport there. Um so you probably want to do that if it's in a hook situation and it's in a dire end game. Or you crouch. So you crouch unhook. The person that's unhooked has to crouch and you guys crouch out so you don't activate it. Until, you know, unless you hear the heartbeat, then you have no choice. You have to run. So that's definitely a counter for it.
0: Right. So there's some tips for that, but another tip that I know you can do, I definitely have no idea how to do this yet, but um, you can kind of use 360 moves to, or jukes to kind of throw the killer off. So like the killer can be chasing you and you can kind of double back in the opposite direction and throw them off because they don't swing fast enough, so I don't know if you want to explain that. Yeah, a so bit.
1: 360 juke obviously um, it's, it, it can come in clutch when you have nothing around you. So if the killer's about to swing, you can time it when they're about to swing that one motion, and you can turn either right or left and kind of just do a loop around them, where they you know they have a second where they have to get their catch their wind, and then it, it just buys you vital time. Either a you lose them depending on your, your your scenario, where you're at, and if you're in hay or at fields of corn, it depends where you are. But yeah, it 360 definitely comes in clutch to get you to an area where you can have an advantage. So definitely a clutch. Very hard to learn in the beginning, but once you get your grips with it, um, it becomes a very useful tool. Definitely it's been helping me out because since I've come back yeah. playing the game, my goal was to work on jukes, work on... You know if I'm in a tough situation, I'll be comfortable, and
0: like you said, it's hard to learn like it's not something that at my stage, I'm not even trying to learn that yet I have many other things exactly really right that, you're so. learning you're <laughs> learning the
1: stealth factor trying not to be found and 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 that's what you want to do in the beginning right you you do not want to be found you want to be quick and quiet, which is a perk <laughs> but do you, right yeah. Uh, You just want to, you (laughs) want to do that as
0: opposed to wanting to be in a chase because you don't really know what to do at that time. But last but not least, the last tip I have on my list that you can talk about any other ones you have afterwards, but the last one I have is coordinate with your team as much as possible. And this kind of should go without saying, but it's worth mentioning at least because, you know, coordinating with your team is very important as a survivor. And that is how you win the game. I mean, if you're playing, you know, solo, you know, kind of do whatever you want You might escape with the hatch if you're lucky, but you're not going to get your whole team out. And the object is to get your whole team out. I mean, it's a selfish move to try, you know, oh, I'm just going to camp the hatch and just wait for the hatch. Like, that's a pretty selfish move. And it's technically you can do it, but it's kind of, you know, if you're really trying to be a good survivor, it's kind of frowned upon because you're not being a team player at all. So you really want to coordinate with your team. Obviously, if you're all in a party chat together, that's, you know, fairly easier if you're not in a party chat, though, if you're playing with a bunch of randoms, you can still coordinate with your team because there's things like uh pointing or uh, motion thing to come here. You can use those um, motions to actually tell someone, okay, let's go here. And I've seen you do that. I don't really um, know how to master that quite yet, but there's ways you can actually do that and coordinate with your team. Or you know, okay, this guy's getting chased. Let me get some gens done while you getting chased. Or if, okay, this person's going for the unhook. Let me get some done while they're doing the unhook. So even if you're playing with a group of randoms, you can still coordinate with them without right. actually talking um, to each other. Well,
1: using console, well using Xbox, anyways, you're gonna use the D-pad, right, to either point forward, go go this way, or D-pad down where it says "come this way," um, "follow me," where you can coordinate with a team if you don't have a team together. And obviously, communication is the number one thing for this game in terms of survivors, where you need to be able to know what you're doing. Who's doing what? Is the killer after you? Have you lost the killer? Do I have time to still finish this generator? You really want to communicate because the more you communicate, the higher chance you'll all make it out there. At least three of you, um, if not two. Um, most times, if if you really coordinate well, four. Right, you're just out there and you, you make it. Uh, but the communication right. is key. Um, I think a tip that I definitely give for a team of four. If you're just starting out or whatnot or you've been playing this game for a bit that you know I think the best strategy to have with four people is one is the decoy so one will play the soundbreaker maybe comfortable with jukes likes being chased even if you don't like being chased you make a sound if you're in opposite zones, so you get to opposite zones of each other you make noise killer gets distracted while the other three if you're together You're doing a gen and remember the more on one gen, the faster the gen will be done. So you can do that, pop it, boom, you'll have one that has that set. Or for instance, if someone has been hooked, the decoy has been hooked. You have that one person, okay. He's the unhook. I'm going to go, I'll take it. You two gen rush. Like there's always, you at least need to have two together to be able, gens need to be done. Regardless, you need to have a team of two to be on a gen. You need to have the other two to be ready to be doing whatever it takes to kind of distract. And a lot of the times you find yourself in a great situation where the killer gets frustrated because he's chased one or he's looking for the guy that's making these noises and he already took off and you're already with one gen remaining. You know what I mean? So I think the communication is definitely key and to have a team like that where you guys know Okay, this is what I'm doing. this is what I have to do, and you're very, very responsive to hey, what's going on? This is what's going on. I'm being chased, okay, we're good. We have time. Don't go here. I'm over here doing this gen okay we're gonna I'm gonna loop back. Just communication's the number one thing, but having that strategy in place you yeah getting-
0: that's that's one of the things I hate the most is like. I almost have a gen done. And then the person runs the killer rate right to me. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. I was like literally five seconds. Yeah. And it you know and- what
1: it, it, you, sometimes you just don't know. Cause there, there are perks, like a, a big, yeah, yeah there are perks. There was know, a yeah. big thing, uh, back when I was playing, uh, people would use bond and what bond is with, I think it's 32 meters. You're able to see who's around you in 32 meters, like your squad. Um, and you know, you can use that to your advantage knowing, okay. I'm being chased. I know not to go there, but a lot of people used to, randos, would use it to be like, okay, let me go to him. So (laughs) the killer would get him instead of me. Let me run off. There's another perk um, called empathy. And this was my favorite because it's similar to Bond, but the only way this would work is if your survivor is injured. So it only shows you, and it gives you an unlimited radius. So it gives you the whole map when you tier three it of where a wounded survivor is so you'll know usually if they're wounded at that moment they're being chased so you'll be like okay this guy is way over here i can still work on this gen or as opposed to oh my gosh this person's coming my way let me get off this gen because he's about to give me out so there's a lot of things you can do but communication is best but to have that that strategy of you know you have that decoy and the others are just gen rushing um brings hell to every every killer
0: no definitely and i think kind of like you were saying too it helps to have people that have like varying play styles on your team because if you have a team that like you know oh all, all of us like to be chased well that doesn't really help get gens done or vice versa you know all, all of us like doing gens well that doesn't really help either because you kind of need yeah. the guy to be the distraction so it helps to have the varying styles it's
1: good that you say that because It reminded me about last night when I'm I'm teaching uh, to the two friends I was teaching. And, you know, they've become adapted to, as soon as they hear a heartbeat, they run away. And I said, no, if it's a faint heartbeat, I'm teaching them to play as a rank one. If, if If it's faint and you can see the killer, but he's nowhere near you, why are you running off? Commando the gen. I will still do a gen. If there's a guy being chased 10 meters, 15 meters away from me and I'm watching the chase and it's so close, I can get caught. I'm doing the gen because that killer I know is focused on that survivor. I'm gonna do that gen instead of running out. Right. So now I was teaching them that and it really worked. It was like, a (laughs) they really utilized it. They were like, I'm scared. It's okay. That's good. Keep going. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, keep going.
0: And they did it. And that's mm. something I've actually learned too, because I've had situations where I could literally see the chase in front of me. Like I could literally see the killer. Mm-hmm. I could see the survivor being chased, but I'm just sitting on the gen. I'm like, well, they're chasing that survivor. They don't time care about me. So is I'm going to be a
1: And it's all about time. And if you're killing time or wasting time on basically hiding when there's nothing to be hiding about, and you're more than likely right. not going to succeed in your team won't
0: as well. Exactly. But that was all the tips I had on my list. Do you have anything, um, that you'd like to I mention we, we didn't talk we, about? We, we narrowed down everything really you need to know. And when you threw tips,
1: I was throwing out those tips too. I think those are the big things. I think, um, don't worry necessarily about, uh, just play the game. Don't worry about blood points too much right away. Kind of just play the game. Get a feel of what you're doing. Get out there and just do those gens. Learn, learn these maps. Figure out your style of play and then afterwards because a lot of people when they start they get concerned about okay i don't know what character to use i don't know what perks or what are great or whatnot i think learn the game get comfortable first then you'll understand as you go right what you need and what's right for you and i think that's what you i think for a beginner survivor i think they right away like oh i'm at a disadvantage right no you're not you're not at a disadvantage you're you're good you know you just got to understand that and then when the perks come your way You'll start to understand. Okay, you know what? This is my playing style. And you're looking through perks, and you're like, I need this kind of perk. You might invest your blood points to, you know, that survivor, like Iron Will. Exactly. Like
0: yeah. my shards, for example, I haven't spent a single shard yet because I'm saving my shards for something yeah. that I know I need. That's.
1: I spent my shards for the first time yesterday. I told you because I got diversion. I was thinking, I think Blaze would like this. I think like right. <laughs> the way he can strategize.
0: Yeah, I'll have yeah, to Check yeah, it out so in action. So I'm definitely gonna try it out. uh which I did just think, um, one thing we didn't really talk about at all that we could probably mention briefly if you have any tips on is we mentioned the hex ruin. Do you have any tips on finding totems or finding the hatch? Because those are the things that are probably hard for new players to find. So do you have any tips yeah, on how to they, find totems? They do and the
1: hatch? Uh, a, de- a better job in hiding the totems. So you want to really look around totems where they're around gens or ruins. They're never really outside on the edges of the map. It's very rare, unless you're in like a swamp area. But if there's a tree there, you probably want to check behind a tree and there's like a boat or something like that. You definitely want to check there. But a lot of the times it's in the buildings or in the ruins or near generators not too far off, always against a tree or a bush or you know a wall. Um You definitely yeah. want to always go there. It's never around the edges of the map. Again, unless it's in a swampy map where there's a tree and a bunch of other things around it so they're always around things that are
0: structures and what about the inside maps like the game or the mental mental
1: institution is a tough one because it can be in any room
0: so you're looking at every room and you got to find it right yeah
1: they can be in any room Um, they can even be when you start yeah same well here's the thing with the institution you can actually have a totem right where you spawn where the escape gates are sometimes yeah, you can actually literally have one right there behind like yeah, a, a wall. I, Remember a structure? If there's like a I actually yeah, see like that a, a lot. There's usually a garbage area. bin. I almost yeah, always there's see something there. Wall, if there's yeah. a structure there, it's more than likely there there's a chance there could be there, so check just when in doubt, you know. Um with the game map, it's a maze on its own. So, it can be anywhere. Anywhere there's a pillar or structure of of that sort. Yeah, you got to check. Right? So, it's tough. So those are probably the two hardest I massive so. fight killers, I yeah, think. Yeah, because the right? other ones are pretty straightforward. But those two definitely
0: uh, can be a good shot. And then quickly, the hatch. There's probably not a lot of tips for fighting, because it can literally spawn anywhere, I think. I mean, I would think the only tip is you just have to listen for that whistle when it actually opens, because if you hear that whistle, it's around close to you, but unless you have any other tips for fighting... Uh, it's a lot of open. the
1: times it depends what map it is, but they're all random spots and locations. Uh What I always recommend is when you're in the, you know, you're the last one out there looking for a gen, what I do, I run around the edges of the map first. So why I run around the edges, because if it's at a certain distance, I'll hear a faint uh, a whistle-ish hum, right? And right. from there, I'll know where to go, right? Your headphones will tell you it's on the right or the left. I'll start from there. If it's not around when I've done my lap, then I'll start going in. I'll get closer around the center core. Cause if you get around there, you'll, you'll find it. Sometimes certain maps, you'll find them in pantries, right? You'll find it in the actual shack or in the middle of a field or in just a deep corner somewhere. So there's not really a strategy just because it's so, so randomly placed. And there's a, quite a few random ones. Like if you're in Haddonfield, Michael Myers map. I always will check the road first because a lot of the times you'll be surprised it's right there or not too far
0: from the road from the street so I've noticed that the uh, Baham preschool map Freddy's map it seems like it spawns a lot in the boiler room basement Is that I've true?
1: never personally seen the I've seen it a couple times but I've never personally seen it as much uh, I always usually see it it's right on the it's on okay, the street I've seen that that's there another one there, so. where it's, a lot of times you'll find it on the street. Or, you know, in a corner.
0: I think the only map that I know of a guaranteed tip for the hash is the game. It's always going to be on the bottom floor, which is very helpful because it can't be on the top floor because, you know, you would. Where's the hash going? The hash is going to the bottom floor. So, like, the hash is always always going to be on the bottom floor. So that is a helpful tip for the game is that you never look on the top. You always look on the bottom somewhere, which is definitely helpful because it it takes away half the map. you know,
1: uh, speaking of the hash, this is a great tip. And I think I need to get this out because a lot of people are tentative about it. Um, i remember we were playing a game and i was telling you to tell the guy i don't know who it was zombie or tennis don't oh, yeah, be get in yes, there you're full of health. when you're in a face off so when there's one survivor left you've activated more than two gens so you have three left but it will spawn the hatch and you find the hatch and the killer's there you're in a standoff you're in a face off you are now alpha you are the alpha male so by saying that it means that the killer has to wait for you to try to jump in, because then he'll double tap the trigger button for a console and grab you. You don't need to do anything. He, he. It's up to him now. So what you want to do is usually a killer, not experienced, so if you're new, uh, you're going to run into this a lot. The killer's going to get excited, and he's going to hit you. As soon as he hits you, you can jump into the hatch, you make it. A lot of people are afraid. You don't need to be. Unless they have No One Escapes Death, you don't need to be. And a lot of the times, if it comes down to it, you haven't activated all gens to see the hatch. So you don't have to worry about no one escapes death. So what you want to do is you want to get there. Obviously, don't be seen right away. Try to get as close as you can quietly. But when you're in that point where you're right there, so close, get up in front of him. See if he gets excited, hits you. As soon as he hits you, boom. So... I always, uh, I always try to preach that a lot of people get scared thinking they're going to die right away. You're not actually, you're alpha at that point.
0: Right. Cause basically once he hits you, you have a cooldown time where you can just yeah, jump. Yeah. Cause in he's the winding back to you, up right? to, to
1: try and hit you again, but he can't, right? It takes a, it right. takes like half a second. That half a second is clutch because what happens is you're in that, that hash. You've won the game. Um, even in a dying state. Um, if you're in a dying state and he hits you in a dying state, great. You're, you're right there in the hash. You're in even better for you. So I'd say yes. You find a hatch, and you're near it. You get there before the killer, or you sneak behind the killer while he's there. You win this game.
0: Now, can the killer grab you, though, if you're no. uh, standing up? So, like, say he... No. Okay, that's what I thought. So, basically, you're just... Yes. You want him to hit you, because if, like, say if say you're the killer yes. and I'm the survivor, if I'm standing up, I'm not injured, if you're just standing by the hatch and I'm standing next to you, then you can't grab me, right? You have to actually yes, unless you're jumping
1: me. in. Again, if you're jumping in and he's right. right there, he'll time it and grab you, but other than that, he cannot grab you once he hits
0: you, that's it. He hits you done like you're in so that's the thing then you basically want to get hit, so I mean you can literally walk right up to the killer's face, you need to and get and hit, hit you, yes, so you can literally you stand, stand at their face, yeah,
1: you get hit. it's the best thing you win the game, you get an extra two thousand points on top of the five thousand get for escaping, so seven thousand points, which is great <laughs> i could
0: I could imagine some funny situations though if it is an experienced killer. If you walk up to them wanting to get hit and they just stand there and look at yeah, you. Yeah, there's That's a standoff. Like, it can <laughs> happen.
1: I've heard stories that are ridiculous. Like a guy for over three hours stood did a standstill with a guy. And I, you know what? I've never had a standoff more than less than 20 minutes where I have a strategy where I just stay paused and the crows go over my head. And they it puts them in a question, are they even there? You know what I mean? At this point, so they'll try and then I end up getting out because I am there. I'm just waiting for you to, to question it. Or they just, they won't wait, right? I will never go for three hours. That's, that's too long. Like, especially if I'm streaming, I, I tell the stream, we're doing this no more than 10 minutes. If it goes down, I'm
0: going to try and lower them out, right? So yeah, standoffs do happen. Some people really go hard. I actually, and I actually remember one, um, stream you had where you had like a sort of standoff with killer at the hatch and they let you go because, you know, you were honorable about it so they let you go. Like, I think they hit you, knocked you down but then um, they were picking you up to put you on a hook and you didn't even struggle so they were nice about it. They're like, All right, whatever, I'll, I'll just drop yeah, it. Yeah, I claimed the defeat. At that point, you
1: won. Uh, there was no point. I was the only pl- the player left and I think at that point, yeah, some so it's rare but you'll have a good sport where you'll be like, you know what? Take it, man. That was That was a good game. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Really
0: cool. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all the tips we have for survivors. And we added a couple more there at the end. So, a couple yeah, more. Yeah, definitely. Before, <laughs> um,
1: I think there's so much to learn uh, in this game, uh, you know, as a killer and a survivor that, you know, at the top of my head, I can't even think of what we missed. We definitely probably missed some things, but I think the just and the overall, you'll get the picture uh, of what to do. You definitely have an idea now and uh just try to utilize them good luck though because it's like you're you're jumped in there and you see a killer for the first time you're definitely what you're learning here you're probably the first two games you'll be you'll be thrown out the window just because <laughs> you're like
0: oh my god what is this chasing me <laughs> exactly but don't worry <laughs> yeah.
1: uh once you, did, you get the gist of it and you get you take these tips uh they will definitely be useful and uh you will succeed you'll have to listen to the podcast absolutely twice to make sure you get it just to re- <laughs> make sure and refresh so It'll be great. You'll do great.
0: But we will be back in March to have uh, the third episode of our Dead by Delay series. And in March, we're probably going to be talking about tips for killers. So, you know, ACC and I will have to switch gears and play some uh, killer in, you know, March to kind of get in prep for that podcast. So we'll get some tips for killers and what you should do. As a definitely fun. I, I podcast, did have my share
1: so. of killer times back in the day and I just fell in love with Survivor. But yes, I'll definitely jump into the killers, the killer side again. Play that. That's going to be fun and painful at the same time and (laughs) you You jump jump into my clown and mike myers i'm gonna switch between the two and then uh yeah we'll do it and hopefully uh we'll get some news and we'll have some news about maybe some insight on what killer is next
0: so exactly so look for that podcast probably the third or fourth week of march i'm thinking because we probably wouldn't have any news about the next killer until then so Um, it's probably going to be the third or fourth week of March when we're back on the podcast again, so stay tuned for that, and it should be another fun podcast. We'll talk about some killers, and it'll be perfect because we'll hopefully be talking about the new killer as well, so we'll talk about the new killer and then talk about killer tactics.
1: Awesome, yeah, can't wait
0: for that. It's going to be
1: great. But
0: real quick, um, our news at the top of the show, we're going to have our next State of Decay podcast on Saturday, so stay tuned for that next stream is probably going to be on Sunday. We're doing one uh, today, but obviously when you hear this, it's going to already be passed because this is being recorded on a Tuesday and it's releasing on a Wednesday. So stay tuned for a possible Sunday stream. Not guaranteed, but I'm going to try and get one done. And then, as I said at the top of the show as well, there's not going to be as many Wednesday podcasts from now until March 16th because March 16th is the one-year anniversary of the podcast. So I'm going to be trying to do my best to um, better the podcast, uh, open up a Patreon, uh, possibly better the stream, and get some, you know, sub emotes, things like that. So I'm going to be trying to get some things done to better the podcast and the stream and the whole experience overall. So because of that, I'm going to be spending more time than I would normally be spending doing Wednesday podcasts, and there will be less Wednesday podcasts. So you're going to have this one. Probably, um, one more on Crackdown 3. I think it's going to be a fun game to try out and, uh, do a podcast about. So I will do a podcast on Crackdown 3 when that comes out. And beyond that, there might be one more, but, um, possibly not. So you can look forward to a Crackdown 3 podcast at some point. And beyond that, there will always be a State of the K podcast on Saturday and maybe one other Wednesday podcast. But that's pretty much what we have for today. So acc if people want to contact definitely you, if you guys
1: are uh fans of mixer come and check me out at acc underscore i will uh not be streaming for the next week or so because i am getting finally the setup i've been waiting for forever i'm waiting for that pc to come in we're gonna get a whole new look whole new feel a bunch of new gadgets uh you can definitely check me out uh on my twitter ac streams uh, acc streams check me out i got my youtube channel you can also check that also at ACC streams. Uh, I will be around I'll definitely keep up the date I'm super excited for this new setup new look uh thank you uh shout out to all the all the viewers at uh, my community that really took uh took some love into me and and really supported me and have helped me better my stream um, I'm grateful to all of you thank you so much uh and that is it
0: yeah and definitely check out a stream guys you know he plays a lot of uh awesome games that I think listeners of this podcast would enjoy and you, know, you stream some state of the k2. You stream Dead by Daylight. You stream uh, Telltale games, which I love watching those as well. So definitely a lot of cool games that I think a lot of people would enjoy. Uh, sea of Thieves as well, I think you just recently got into, which I do podcast about Sea of Thieves as well. So a lot of games that listeners of the podcast would definitely enjoy watching. So Yeah, just, uh, just a quick note cast. too on the
1: Sea of Thieves. I totally forgot and I apologize. If you're looking for a copy of Sea of Thieves, I am doing a draw. So all you got to do is head on to my mixer, hit that follow button get to that link. Uh, if you have an Xbox account, you give me your gamer tag and what country you're in. So if you do win, I can give you the right digital code for you <laughs> that you need. And on top of that, if you don't have Xbox, no worries. Hit me on Twitter, give me your tag, PC, whatever it may be, and your country, and I will enter you to draw to win a copy of Sea of Thieves.
0: Awesome. So definitely get interested in that. You know, CFD is a great game, and they're going to be coming out with more content. You know, they're going to keep content coming. And the best thing about CFDs is once you have the game, all the content they release is free forever. So any DLC they release ever is going to be free. So that's the nice thing about CFDs. Once you own the game, you basically own any future DLC, which that's awesome. So definitely, you know, get out there and enter that contest. But in terms of me, if you want to contact me, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me via Twitter or Xbox, at blazeexperience, capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. You can also contact me on YouTube if you'd like. I'm a little bit slower at responding to YouTube, though, so if you uh, contact me in YouTube comments, just know that I only check YouTube comments, you know, once or twice a week, maybe. Um, Discord is a great way to get a hold of me. Discord I check every day, so that's probably one of the fastest ways to get a hold of me. And I do have a Facebook group set up. It's not I didn't do too much with it yet. Basically I just post the podcast there, but if you want to join that, that's uh, welcome for you to join. And in terms of listening to the podcast, you can listen to it on YouTube, on Facebook, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public. Blueberry, Podbean, basically any podcast directory possible, it's going to be there except for iHeartRadio. So if you're iHeartRadio listener, I apologize, it's not on there, but anywhere else you want to listen to it, it will be there. And also, if you join my Discord, I have direct links to it as well. So if you don't want to use the app at all, that's fine. Just uh, jump in my Discord. I have a direct link. You can download it. So you can just literally download the podcast directly. So all those links get uh, released in my Discord. And if you use iTunes, I definitely appreciate anyone leaving a review. Those reviews help the podcast grow and they help more people find out about podcasts. So definitely appreciate anyone leaving a review on the podcast on iTunes. Unfortunately, most directories, they don't allow reviews, but iTunes does. So that one definitely helps. But thank you everyone for jumping in the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. ACC, thank you for jumping in here again. Really appreciate you. Love being here today. as always, man. Super fun to do this. And we will see you guys again in March. So, you know stay playing some dvd we'll be back in march to talk more and hopefully have some more news about the next killer possibly so we'll see what um the behavior interactive actually announces about it so stay tuned everyone but as always thank you for listening to play screen